we got a director over here, Danny. Thank you very much. Scene. Uh, welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths, and on the team, in behalf of the team and I, I'm really glad everybody's here. And if you're listening on the podcast, I'm glad you're listening in too. First announcement, praise God. Philip's back. Round of applause, please. All healthy and whole. I'm going um, gonna to throw a quick prayer up just as part of our introduction of uh, this variant flying around. And uh, we're still not out of the woods. And so if you feel at, at all uncomfortable with everyone being invited to this service, please just put on a mask. we got tons of masks. Um, but let's pray. God, I just thank you for this day. And I pray for our country, our world. Heal. And all God's people said, a uh, couple announcements. Chargers. Chargers show up this Wednesday. So if you want to park in this parking lot, we have one of these in your bulletins. You might want to grab a couple extra. I don't know. That's what the Griffiths family is probably going to do. Uh, and just, just in case you tend to misplace things, uh, I think we can email this out to, to the congregation right there. Danny is saying, do you want... I need one. You can get one of your own, you know. <laughs> Seriously, you want me to deliver yours? This is mine. No. No, this is mine. This is mine. I'm taking it home, okay? I'm putting it in the Prius, and boom, you can't even touch it. Uh, another announcement is student ministries going to an Angels game on Tuesday. Um, they have some extra tickets left, and so it's wide open to anybody who likes the Angels. Anybody want to see an Angels game for pretty cheap, and they're pretty good seats, Talk to Rob after the service. You'll know who he is in a minute because he's preaching. And then we're, we're camping. We're camping next weekend. Student ministries. And, and then the, I'm going to pack up early and cruise back and preach on Sunday. But uh, going camping. So, and there's spots open for that. If you want to camp with your students, you know, if you feel like being in a tent again. How, how long since you've been in a tent? Turn to your neighbor. Who, for who has it been over 10 years? Raise your hand. Over 15? Over 20? Over 30? Okay, you win a free Mazda Miata. Everybody over Thursday. Talk to the sound guy afterwards. Just playing, Philip. Uh, let's stand um, for this morning's call to worship. And before I, 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 I go into this call to worship, any announcements I missed, look at your bulletin, or anybody else, shout them out right now. Okay, perfect. Forever hold your peace. I felt like that was a wedding moment. Okay. This morning's call to worship comes from Psalm 145, and I like to read our calls, of, our calls to worship out of the Passion Translation. Everything you have made will praise you, fulfilling its promise. And all your godly ones will be found bowing before you. They will tell the world of the lavish splendor of your kingdom and preach about your limitless power. They will demonstrate for all to see your miracles of might 
and reveal the glorious majesty of your kingdom. You are the Lord who reigns. Your never-ending kingdom through all the ages of time and eternity. Let's begin worshiping the Lord by singing immortal, invisible, God-only-wise. Words will be found on the screen. this time I'd like to invite all the children up for today's children's message. Good morning, good morning. We see signs all around us every day. As we walk down the halls at our school, we may see signs that tell the different rooms in the school, such as the cafeteria, the office, library, computer lab, or the music room. Each classroom probably has a sign by the door with the teacher's name on it so students will be able to find their classrooms. When we travel around our town, we see signs that tell us what we should or should not do. What are some signs that you guys see when we're out? Maybe a stop sign? Any other signs? (laughs) Yes, Carter. Yes, a speed limit sign. Rose. No trespassing. Where are you seeing that sign? (laughs) Anything else? Okay. 
So today's message is about signs of different kind. Not a sign you can touch, but something that would prove to people that Jesus really was sent by God. Like when Jesus fed 5,000 people with just five loaves of bread and two fish. That was a sign that Jesus was from God. But the people totally missed it. They wanted even more signs, more proof. The Bible says when people realized Jesus had left that place and gone somewhere else, they went looking for him. They found him way over on the other side of the lake. And Jesus said to them, You came looking for me, not because you saw God in my actions, but because I fed you. You shouldn't be so concerned about things like food. Instead, you should be seeking the internal life that I can give you. And here's how the people responded. Show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, Moses gave our ancestors bread from heaven to eat when they were in the wilderness. Can you do that? Jesus answered them, The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Give us that bread. Give it to us every day, the people said. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Some people today are still asking for some special sign that will prove that Jesus was sent from God. But God has given us all the signs we need right here in our Bibles. All God wants is for us to believe in the one he sent. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your son Jesus, who is the bread of life. We don't need a sign. We believe in him, which means he gives us life forever with you. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, all children are dismissed to Sunday school. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, just wanted to let you know that we have some guests in the choir this morning. We have uh, Salsa and Shalashur right there in the It's a guest on the matter of a duet this time around. If I'm a solo, now I see the guest duet. He's asked the scenes for after our section. <laughs> the anthem for, for today is called Kyrie Eleison. What is that mean? Kyrie Eleison in English means God have mercy. And this particular anthem has another set of words, as short as the first ones, which are called Christe El Eleison. What would that mean? Christ have mercy. We all know that we have been saved by mercy, by the grace of God. And it is only appropriate to humble before God any time you have a chance to do it. And we humble before him for what he has done for us. And he will raise us up at the right time. I think that's what says the Apostle Paul the Apostle. So that's what the choir does today. I'm revoking to kind of humble ourselves a little bit and look at the glory of God through the eyes of our faith.
The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. Standing on God's promise, let us confess our sins against God and neighbor together. O Lord, our God, you call us to proclaim the gospel, but we remain silent in the presence of evil. You call us to be reconciled to you and one another, but we are content to live in separation. 
You call us to seek the good of all, but we fail to resist the powers of oppression. You call us to fight pretensions and injustice, but we sit idly by, endangering the lives of people far and near. Forgive us, O Lord. Reconcile us to you by the power of your Spirit, and give us the courage and strength to be reconciled to others. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. Do not fear, says the Lord, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. God is doing a new thing, and it springs forth by the grace of Jesus Christ. You, me, we are forgiven. Amen. as we prepare our hearts for what Rob is going to share with us. And it's our opportunity. We've, we've done some listening, and we've sung a little bit together. Now we're going to sing a little more. And the whole point of what we do with what we call worship is simply refocusing our minds and our hearts. That's all it is. Um, otherwise, it's just another methodology, another act, something that we do in church. And that's the last thing in the world we want to encourage here. We want to We want to just focus our minds and our hearts on what is true and be receptive to being taught today. And so we're going to sing together. Here's an old one that we used to do together as a church that we haven't done in quite a while. But you may remember it, and if not, you'll pick it up.
I wait for you. 
For those of you who don't know me, my name is Rob Scroggins. I'm the uh, student ministries director here at PCC. Uh, my beautiful wife in the back is the children's director. And then um, my mom, EJ Erlinda, is a pillar member here at PCC. And then, of course, I think I'm best known as Everly's dad. Um, I think she's in the nursery. Oh, no, she's in the back listening. Hi, sweetheart. Okay, so um, this is uh, definitely a soul-searching project, um, writing a sermon. So let's open in prayer, shall we? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for giving me the opportunity to preach your word today and for strengthening my faith, my faith during this process. And let the same uh, clarity come over our congregation today and give me the strength to focus and deliver the message that you intended this morning. In your holy name, amen. So, like I said, writing a sermon soul-searching, but it's also very educational for yourself. You know, a lot of teachers in the room, you can attest to that, that teaching teaches, right? So you have to learn the material before you can deliver it. So uh, I learned plenty during this process, so hopefully I can shed some of that knowledge. Um, the first thing I learned about was the liturgical calendar for the church that made it easy uh, for me to pick you know, the verse for today. So that was one thing I was worried about. What am I going to talk about? Jason gave me that knowledge, and I'm like, boom, done. There's a few, a few to pick from, and I'm like, I like it, John, John 6. So uh, that's what we're going to read today, John 6, 16 to 21, if you want to ready your text. So we are talking, Jesus walks on the water. And this is, from the, um, this is from the New International Version you guys have in your pew. So when evening came, his disciples went down to the lake where they got into a boat and set off across the lake of Capernaum. By now it was dark and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. They had rowed three when they had rowed three or three and a half miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were terrified. But he said to them, It is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. This is the word of the Lord. Okay, so, um, you know, Jason is a great teacher. He's also quite the reader, so uh, to prep, he gave me some, some text, <laughs> right? Uh, just a little bit of homework. So this is, uh, this is called John Part 1 for Everyone by N.T. Wright, and then this 1,200-page 1200, 1200 giant is uh, the Gospel of John, a commentary by Frederick Dale Bruner. Luckily, this you know, had a focused uh, section on... Our text today, so I only had to read a little bit. Um, so um, the fir- the other the first thing I noticed reading through this was that this story is in multiple gospels. So I thought that was powerful, just because you know it's in it's in uh, Mark twenty two thirty two, and it's also or Matthew twenty two thirty two, and Mark six fifty. So uh, right away that shows that it's important to me that you know. It's, it's in the Bible three times. 
When your mom tells you to do something once, right, you, you don't always do it. The second time, maybe. But if she tells you a third time, you better be listening, right? So, so that's, that's what I wanted to at least um, um, yeah, share with you, that that was my process. So all of them have that line about take, care, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Okay? So that's, that's what we're focusing on today for sure. Um, I, I do want to start with a little clip that kind of eases into uh, the subject matter today. It's from uh, the new Disney movie, Luca. Not sure if you guys are familiar. Because we're talking about fear today uh, and being afraid, I want to show this clip. I really love this movie. We watched it, I don't know, ten times already. But, um, but it just, you know... There was parallels here with them being on the boat and being in the dark and being afraid. So, um, so I wanted to lead with that because cause that's, that's kind of what spoke to me when I, when I was reading these texts is that, you know, the disciples, they were scared. It says they were, they were fearful. Um, but that, that spoke to me, too, because they had, they had been with Jesus for over two years at this point, right? And so they're out on that boat, and they, they see this mysterious, you know, figure, but it's, it's so supernatural, it's, it's so mind-boggling that they don't even think that it's Jesus. In fact, there's parts uh, in, in, further in the text where they even think that he's a ghost. And so, um, so yeah, the text even goes on to describe um, in Matthew that Peter wants to go out because he, he, he's, mis, he's mystified by it. Uh, he, he doesn't know that it's Jesus. So he calls out to that. Is, that. is that you, Jesus? Jesus, call to me. And when he does call to him, he tries to go out. And, and it's just such a... Walking on water is just such not a natural thing that we, we as humans have, just like God's power, we have a hard time fathoming things that are outside of our, of our realm. So, so that's... That's what I, what I got from this text. The first thing I got was, was that fear. Even their own Lord, they were fearful of. That's how scared they were. Uh, and we all have fears, right? Especially when we're confronted with things that we've never seen before, right? Um, but he is always with us. And he tells us in the text three times, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Um, now, not one of us in this room is 100% fearless. Um, I know we all have fears. Some of us may be afraid of heights, um, spiders or insects. Um, I know personally, um, you know, I'm scared sometimes of failure. I'm scared of rejection. Um, I know my students sometimes, you know, they... They are nervous about going into a new class or uh, fearful about getting good grades or, or graduating. Um, you might be worried about getting a new job or, or having enough money to retire. I mean, there's lots and lots of things in life that we're fearful of that, that make us nervous and afraid. But um, what we're talking about here is that that thing that we've never seen before, getting out of our comfort zone. Um, you know, in Bruner's, in Bruner's commentary, 
uh, he goes on to talk about how the Jewish people were actually not the best seafaring culture, which I thought that was interesting. There's so much, uh, so many fishing stories and things in the Bible, but but it's true. Um, they often refer to the water and ocean in ancient texts as places of chaos, evil, unpredictable physical and spiritual danger. Uh, it's literally one of you know the most fearful things that they had in their culture back then. So, so it's no wonder they're scared as the disciples, right? They're out on this boat. The wind's kicking. The, the waves are crashing. Jesus isn't with them. Um, and so when we're thrown into those situations... Um, you know, I can relate here with, with our disciples. Um, they're watching the unimaginable happen in front of them. And, and they're, you know, with this fear of water, they're not just scared. They're feared, fearing for their lives. Um, there's also multiple commentaries that, that say that John was expecting to meet Jesus on the other side of the lake. So there you go. He's, Jesus isn't in his mind. He's thinking, he's not thinking he's going to come walking across the lake, Right. So, um, so, so that's, that's just showing him walking on the water is showing his awesome power. He's showing that no, no matter what, we never have to be afraid, no matter how unimaginable that challenge is, right? So, but it's okay to be afraid. We're all afraid. At certain times, it's totally okay. Jesus is showing us here in a real visual way that if we have faith in him during our storms, that he can rescue us, that he can calm those waters. Um, It's really easy to lose sight of Jesus in the middle of those storms. I think we can all agree. Um, Without a doubt, the scariest part of my faith journey was in the recent years, Carrie and I trying to have a second child. Um, Secondary infertility is what they call it. And we've lost two pregnancies before Everly and five after. Um, So, I mean, we've had emergency surgeries, multiple. Um, It's been quite a storm. We felt, <laughs> we felt like we were on a little boat all by ourselves, um, with that hospital curtain, you know, drawn around the, the bed, just the two of us, not knowing what's going to happen. <clears throat> but after all those doctor's appointments, all the ultrasounds, all the loss, we had to just settle our hearts and pour into our faith. We had to lean into him. It was so so hard to hang on to our faith during that time, but we started to just pour into Everly. Pour into our faith, like I said. We started to just pray long and hard, to settle our hearts, and, and luckily we have, you know, a church family, we have extended family that supports us through, um, through all these hard times, and, and you know, um, after all the longing to expand our family, we just, 
we just shifted our prayers towards praise and, and, and the blessings that he's given us. Um, and I think, I think Carrie will uh, agree that, that lately, you know, it's, it's been a lot smoother. Um, but the key is that we know there's more storms coming, right? And that's, that's the key to this, to this lesson, um, is that no matter what, if we keep our focus on him, the storms will, will be settled. <clears throat> so, take care, it is I. Don't be afraid. Uh, before I leave, I want to talk a little bit about miracles. Um, do you believe in miracles? Let me challenge you that. Do you believe in miracles? I know uh, some of you do for sure. I know um, Terry Ewan, for instance, you've, you've confessed to me about witnessing miracles firsthand. Um, Mike Chase, anybody else in the medical field, I'm sure you see, you see miracles every day. You know, um, Everly's a walking miracle. Uh, I think we can all attest to, to witnessing miracles, hopefully. Um, so if you do believe in miracles, I want to congratulate you. You are now a water walker, and I'll tell you why that, why that is. Um, I also, I know you saw the picture of us camping. I love, I love camping and barbecuing, but I also love sci-fi. I love Star Wars. I was trying to, like, work Star Wars into this sermon, and I was like, how do I work Star Wars into here? Uh, but I was, I was talking with um, uh, my mom's mentor. Uh, I call him Uncle Henry. They live up in, in uh, Washington. Uncle, Uncle Henry and Jenny. <laughs> and uh, they, they were tell- I was telling them about the experience and about writing the sermon. And, and he told me that he heard um, someone preach about walking on water and, and how uh, if you believe that Jesus walked on water, that you're a water walker. And I was like, that's cool. I like that. That's kind of like Luke Skywalker. Can I, can I <laughs> tangent Luke Skywalker in there, right? I was like, I don't know, you know, yeah. <laughs> anyhow, um, anyhow, I, I just wanted to um, work that in, first of all, and, <laughs> and, and just let you know that, like, this isn't just like a, a scene in a movie. This isn't him walking on water wasn't just a, um, a prank that he wanted to like freak out the disciples, right? He's like, watch, I'm going to tell them I'm going to walk over the other side of the lake and then the storm's going to hit and I'm going to freak them out. Uh, this, this story actually has motive. It, it, was, it was to teach us that Jesus is the heaven, or he is the ruler over heaven and earth and water. In fact, uh, N.T. Uh, Wright, in his commentary, talks about believing in miracles. I love this quote that I had to, I had to read. It. It's a little lengthy, but bear with me. So he says, this, this isn't the same as being gullible or credulous, nor are the extraordinary stories in the Gospels designed, as some seem to have imagined, to portray Jesus as being able to do anything at all, simply for the sake of making a supernatural display. They are there, rather, as moments in the text when the strange glory of the word made flesh shines through, not so much because Jesus can do whatever he wants, but because this particular thing is so closely associated with 
what Israel's God does at a key moment in Israel's history. So, um, I also learned that the feeding of the thousands was days prior to this. So, um, I thought that that was interesting how uh, Bruner even goes on to say how that story of feeding of thousands echoes, uh, well, the succession of the, the feeding of the thousands and Jesus walking on water actually echoes the Passover and, um, and uh, Exodus stories in the, in the Old Testament. So once again, just sort of exemplifying how you know, he truly is the Son of God and how he truly is the master over heaven and earth. So, um, so yes, I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles because I believe in Jesus and because I'm a water walker. And, uh, and I, ho- I hope you do too. And I, I hope if, if, you, if you can't find Jesus in storms, come, uh, come talk to me. Come talk to Jason. Come, come ask somebody if they've been through a storm that they've gotten through. And, uh, and, and maybe we can... We can give you a hand, let you know, um, let you know what we did. Um, so, at the end of the day, I just wanted you guys to to learn what I learned, and to know that He is always with us. Play with, pray with me, please. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending us your one and only Son, Jesus Christ and letting your glory shine through him. Thank you for the many miracles he performed and the lessons we've been able to learn from them. Help us remember you in the storm. Give us strength to overcome our fears. Give us vision to see your miracles in the midst of it all. Give us courage to come to you for all things big and small. Remember us. Remind us that you're always with us. Let us surrender the course of our lives to you so you may guide us safely through what lies ahead and deliver us safely to shore. We pray this, in all, we pray this all in your precious name. Amen.
continue as we continue in worship. Now is the part of the service where we give back to God just a portion of that which he's blessed us with. If you're at home listening on the podcast, you send your, your, your tithes and offerings, Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. Um, and if you're here, there's offering plates at the, on the stations as you exit. This, mo- this morning's tithes and offerings are now received. We're going to sing a song from the 80s. And we're throwing the words on the screen, so if you know them, feel free to sing it. If you've never heard this before in your life, which is very possible, (laughs) you can just stare at the screen and pretend you know it. Uh, Rob talked to us about fear, and uh, I believe the scripture says to cast your fears upon the Lord, right? Um, So that's part of the step. The other step is that we're here for each other. And... um, we're supposed to be one big family of non-judgment. And so we should act like that. And so whatever you're scared of, even if you're ashamed of it, find somebody that you trust and um, lean on them. Because in fact, we are his hands, we are his feet, we are his people. We are his hands. We are his feet. We are his people, children of the Lord. We share the hope, we share the dream, believers in Jesus, children of the King. His Spirit Jesus, 
be seated. In Psalm 34, we read, the righteous cry and the Lord hears them and delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those whose spirits are crushed. Many are the troubles of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them, everyone. And keeping that in mind, of our Lord hearing our requests and delivering. Let us go in prayer. God of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ, you promise to hear us when we pray to you in his name. Confident in your love and mercy, we offer our prayer. When we come asking, continue to receive us. When we come seeking, may we find you. When we seek guidance, send your spirit. From what diverse humanity you built your church, O Lord. Shape and reshape your church to serve the needs of the present day and to be ready for the days ahead. Help us to understand that the church is not the building we meet in or even the denomination we are part of, but the people who meet here. We are the church, and our goal is to bring the good news to all the earth, starting with our little corner here. Take from our world war and threat of war, end the conflicts that abound in so many nations, enable nations to live in genuine community, help all to see beyond their own interests to the common good. As we watch the Olympic Games, we see nations living, competing, and celebrating with one another. We pray that that sense of camaraderie may prevail 
once the games are over, as people see more of our likeness than our differences. As the Delta variant of the COVID virus affects more and more people, we pray that with vaccines and safety measures, it may be brought under control. We long for what we once had in our communities. Bring this virus to an end, we pray. We pray for the many fires that are burning. Be with all those who are fighting them. Protect them and bring weather conditions to help in the fight. Be with those who are displaced. Savior, keep in your mercy all those whom we love, our children, our relatives, our friends and acquaintances. Stretch out to them your strong hand of help in their times of trouble or crisis or decision. Help those who are waiting for or facing test results. Save us from despair when darkness seems to overshadow the light. We continue to ask for healing for Keith Coslin, for Phyllis Smith, for Jane Warner. And we ask for your continued support of their families. Hear our prayers for these and others that we name in our hearts. Help us to faithfully reach out to those who are sick or recovering or confined. Use us to bring a word or gesture of comfort to all in need. We pray for the family of Nora Lusk as they make arrangements to lay her to rest. Give them comfort and peace, we pray. God of glory, as we work and await your new creation, we trust that you will answer our prayers with grace and fulfill your promise that all things work together for good for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now I invite you to stand to sing our final hymn.
Thanks for joining us. And if this is your first time, make sure you stick around and get to know your name and we can hang out a little bit. Uh, Rob nailed it, right? Round of applause for Rob. Uh, Money. Smooth like butter. Uh, But but honestly, he mentioned some, if he mentioned storms. And if anybody's struggling and can't see the horizon and you're got some storms, you want some prayer, I'm going to ask that a couple deacons kind of join me afterwards, just hang around here and come forward and I'll be willing to, me and some deacons be willing to listen and pray with you and talk with you through some stuff. That being said, I'm going to send this out with a benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.